It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Come in, come on, I'm going to eat it. 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 I'm going to Remember that viral video? That was former PNP chief Guillermo Eliazar slamming then-police master sergeant Henzi Zinampan against a wall at Camp Karingal in Quezon City. Zinampan was imprisoned for the murder of 52-year-old Lily Beth Valdez. Eliazar called it an isolated incident and went on to run for senator on a platform promising reform of a justice system he'd spent months defending. I'm Franco Luna Puma Podcast. In this episode, we put the PNP's so-called internal cleansing policy under the microscope. Did it work? Did it bring about the promised change? Eliazar's tough talk echoed President Duterte's own rhetoric. As he was sworn in in May last year, he warned dirty cops, you will hate me. Nobody expected Eliazar to completely overhaul the national police in his short seven-month stint. But there was real promise in his intensified drive to bring genuine change to the institution. Here's Commission on Human Rights Executive Director, Attorney Jacqueline De Guia. The fact that there was a recognition that there was an urgent need for them to do an internal cleansing is in itself a good thing. That recognizes that there are wrongs committed possibly by the police. But in the end, Eliazar spent most of his term rejecting claims of a culture of impunity and parroting the few successes they've had, including the singular conviction of 17-year-old Kian de los Santos as cop killers. His successor, Gennaro Carlos, did much the same. Here he is at a press briefing on April 16, pushing back against a report by the U.S. State Department. Very sweeping yung statement na sinabi ng State Department na ineffective. How come we have over 5,000 policemen that were already dismissed for various infraction or violation of law? How come that you will see that the pride o yung moral ng police ay mataas? And how come they are delivering over the years? Itong first quarter na lang makita niyo yung performance ng PNP. So ibig sabihin nun, effective yung preventive namin, effective yung preventive approach namin, effective yung aming punitive approach, and even our restorative approach. So yung internal discipline na campaign namin is working. So kung sweeping yun, show us your proof na hindi effective. Di ba? The recently retired Carlos acknowledged that police abuse is rooted in a dirty system. But then he stopped short of taking full responsibility. Sabi nga, it's the environment kasi. Kapag ang environment mo is conducive to committing a mistake, it becomes normal. He even brought up religion. Unang-una, yung police natin, may takot sa Diyos. 
this is the first time I'll say I'll tell you na yung chaplain service namin are going out and doing pastoral visit. So that is strengthening the spiritual and moral fiber of the policeman. But what worried advocates the most is how he viewed accountability. Pagka pwede pa siyang mapagbago, binibigyan ng pagkakataon na makapagbago, makabangon. Lagi ko ang sinasabi, di ba? Kapag nagkamali ka, dumapa ka. Huwag kang, you don't stay on the ground. Stand up, accept what you have done, and continue to be able to... Marami na tayong ganong pulis na nakarecover eh. And that thinking is part of the problem, according to Carlos Conde, a researcher at New York-based Human Rights Watch. I don't think second chances should extinguish whatever malfeasance they created. Police officers are not you know, ordinary individuals. They are law enforcers. They are tasked by, by the government, by the law, by the constitution to perform certain duties that not everybody can perform. It follows that they need to be held to a higher bar in terms of accountability. Conde also says cleaning up the institution in the wake of a brutal six-year drug war is problematic to begin with. They cannot use their internal cleansing as a kind of achievement when it comes to the issue of the drug war. You can discipline 100 PNP members accused of various infractions. That's fine. How many have they actually disciplined when it comes to the drug war? They do this thing on the on one hand, and then they do this not-so-good things on the other hand. So whatever good that they're doing is being canceled out by that. Hindi lang siya disingenuous. It's quite malicious pa nga, eh, if you think about it. Kasi, I mean, we can conjure many kind of metaphors that we want, or, you know, apples and oranges and things like that. But the, the fact is that they're not doing much when it comes to the real issue. The PNP's own figures acknowledge over 6,000 drug personalities killed in official police operations. Many were slapped with the usual nandaban tag, but human rights groups maintain the actual death toll from Duterte's campaign may be as high as 30,000. According to the PNP Directorate for Personal and Records Management, over the 5,599 dismissed cops, only 714 were for drug-related cases. CHR's Jacqueline de Guia agrees there's a disconnect between what the internal cleansing program was supposed to do and what was happening on the ground. But there are still some blatant violations going on. And you can't have that simultaneously going on. But if, for example, the internal cleansing program was unrolling and then we didn't see more EJKs happening, then that would show now that this program was working. When faced with controversy, like in the case of Police Master Sergeant Hensi Zinamban, the PNP often counters with past achievements. What about Kian's case? What about the 5,600 we've booted out? But the Guia says these aren't real measures. In over a period of time, and there has to be more focus on actual law enforcement operations where there was an allegation of a human rights violation so that we are able to answer whether or not such internal cleansing program really impacted the human rights situation in the ground. It's not enough. This should not only be cases pertaining to irregularities in general. It may be, say, for example, corruption, but that in itself did not impact, for example, justice per se. 
So we're talking about actual law enforcement operations, actual drug enforcement operations where there were deaths that occurred. And if, for example, it was really unlawful, then was a penalty meted out? That would really be internal cleansing in its real sense. And if it were serious about cleaning up its ranks, did the PNP ever try to work with the Commission on Human Rights? No, no, Franco. It was really difficult, no? And in fact, it even spilled over other kinds of cases, which is very lamentable and which we hope would change in the next administration because, again, the government should see that the CHR's efforts is collaborative and not detrimental itself to the government. If we were to show that the CHR is able to function independently and carry out its mandate, then that would illustrate that the justice system is working here in the country because we belong to the first... When current PNP officer in charge, Police Lieutenant General Vicente Danao, took over the agency, he made the same promises as his predecessor. Pero sabi ko nga, just to give a fair warning to everyone, not to be involved. This is addressed to all members, be it general down to the lowest rank of PO1 and NUP. I would like to give you a fair warning. Take note. Stern and fair warning to everyone. Okay? There is still some, paisa-isa, na napakatitigas ng ulo nyo. You will reap what you want. I'm telling you. But by this point, many experts had turned cynical. Listen to the president of the International Association of Democratic Lawyers, Jean Muir. They have no interest in investigating themselves and finding themselves guilty for uh, thousands of extrajudicial killings. I'm not surprised they didn't involve the uh, Philippine Human Rights Commission. Still, the CHR holds out hope. It continues to offer to work with the police in the hopes of one day putting an end to what they call a climate of fear. If the victims themselves feel that the PNP is the protector of the people and they feel confident in the filing of cases, in seeking sanctuaries or shelters or assistance from them, then I think that's a good indicator. When they feel confident that they can seek redress from the PNP itself, there's no more climate of fear. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. Thanks for tuning in.